0: It's the fence, Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We going go sipping here Hard time's calling for your long shorts. You might learn something, you we'll never know Could let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, mine, say you're mine Jubilee, jubilee, jubilee Jubilee, jubilee, jubilee Jabala, jubala, Jabala, that, that I'm working back on getting my songs. I just don't have songs yet. But I can tell you that I'm working on a longer version of the intro music and I'm going to be spitting bars. So just be ready for my flames. Like, get ready. Have a fire extinguisher ready for your ears because it's going to be flamey. Ha! Hello, 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 welcome to another episode of SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as what what Yes, suck your mum Suck your mum I am here, I can't even say I'm happy to be here Well I am, because I'm alive, you know, Um. But I'm here and so many interesting things have been happening um this week so um I was filming with oh who am I I've, I just remembered like obviously I'm Kelechi Okafor. welcome to um an hour I guess or so of my musings um so yeah back into it so I have been um Filming with the Grapevine TV I was one of the panelists And now if you don't watch The Grapevine TV on YouTube When I tell you My homies My G's You need to get on that If you you know when you've got spare hours And then you go and wait Like look The Real Housewives of Atlanta And all of that bullshit Isn't on um, on at the moment And I love all of that stuff Like I love me some trash TV Go and watch the Grapevine TV Because it's not trash TV It's like A certain show That we have in this country Where people sit um, in a kitchen and talk about asinine shit for for ages, but it's much better because they talk about societal issues. Um, so they've got the American version, which is the predominant version, and they've um, Ashley Okuna, who's the host, um, came over and she made a London version, and I was on the panel, and it was really really interesting to talk about so many subjects so many different subjects um and I can't wait for you all to see it It was absolutely incredible it was a really really fun experience so I love that I loved being there now the thing Also that happened while I was there Which was interesting Was remember when I said That one guy just decided to abuse me For no reason on Twitter Just I wrote a tweet Why do people block me And he was like Because you're obnoxious And people pitied you So they gave you a blank check To just say whatever you like online And rare 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 Just keep quiet And focus on your twerk studio And I thought My guy who upset you? Did I fuck your mum or did I fuck your dad? Like what how how did we get here? Like that, that is very there was just a lot happening. So I it annoyed me because you know if you've been listening so far, you know that I spoke about this in a previous episode. But I was so enraged because I just thought this is how you you man think that you could just take shots at people and it's perfectly okay when it's not. But anyway, he happened to be at the filming as well. And obviously. Every, like you guys that listen to the show See the Kelechi that I'm working at being You don't see the Kelechi that I am In the depths of my soul I You can wake me up in the middle of the night I am ready to fight We are going to fight So as soon as I saw him I was just like, yep Well, I didn't plan on fighting today But look what God has asked of me Looks like we're it's, it's, it's time to get down Um, but you know, friends said to me, you know what, calm it, don't don't get stressed out. It I, it wasn't even from a place of like anger. I was just like upset like wow 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 right we're in the same place like we're actually in the same place did you ever think when you were writing that crud tweet to me that you were going to see me in person because now I need to show you that if anything I'm a consistent motherfucker like I say that all of the time like the energy the vim that I give you online that I give you in a podcast is the same energy if not more that I give you in real life because nobody can chat to me Like as far as I'm concerned No human being can chat to me The most that a human being can do is kill you Once you get used to that fact That the most that a human being can do is kill you You just get on and you go about your business And you are ready for anything And that's like my mindset about the whole thing People are probably listening like Bitch what? (laughs) Of course like Killing is a major thing And it is It is But that is the end product Yeah So if that's the end product Then I'm going to move As I want to move If I want to move mad I'll move mad Nobody can tell me anything So in that situation I was just like Woo I am ready Um, But I calmed myself Did the filming On the first day On the second day He actually approached me And he Apologised He explained that You know He now understands That you know What he said was wrong And I was put in a very difficult position Because I felt like I needed to Like forgive what he had done And It bothered me Like we hugged We even hugged Because that's the kind of person I am Like actually when we were speaking I was just like He's the same age As my younger brother Like I as a big big woman Cannot be really beefing you like that Because you're working People Like I'm always saying this Like people treat you The way they treat you Because of who they are Not because of who you are So in that situation I just thought You know what I appreciate that you've come forward And we've spoken about this Cool Let's hug Because Would you believe it? We had so many similar views when we were actually doing the panel discussion And that was what fucked me up the most The fact that these guys say things People generally say things to me, at me, online Yet they don't necessarily disagree with the things that I say Like me personally, they don't disagree with my general views They just somehow just decide that they don't like me when they don't know me, it's, it's very, very wild It's a very wild state of affairs Anyway, he apologized and I felt like I needed to accept And this week, most especially, I'd just been dealing with a lot of sadness Like an overwhelming, you know, feeling of sadness with everything that has happened And um, I went to a Hammam um, spa booked by my partner on Monday, Monday, last week, Monday and um it was it was really really good it's in Camberwell it's called Pasha um Pasha Spa it's in like the back of a hotel like don't expect it to look cute it doesn't look like cute cute but they like they get the job done and it, it was really really relaxing um I had a guy called Ismail and it's men that do the the hammam by the way so if you don't if you if you, if you don't want to interact with men then like Probably don't go. But um, they were so, so professional. The guy that I had, Ismail, was wonderful, just really, really lovely. Um, it made me laugh because when he was massaging me, he was just like, oh, uh, you do spot. I was just like, oh, what gave it away? <laughs> it was in my ma's schools. <laughs> but yeah, um, he was, he was, he was very nice. So I had that massage. But what that massage does, and I feel that this is um, I definitely believe in the fact that sadness and emotions generally find crevices within your sinews, within your muscles to reside. They find a home there. And um when that m- Massage was happening I felt that there was Some sort of like I don't know my Myofascial release Of this sadness Or some of this sadness that, that brought it up To the surface Apart from that I've also been sleeping With black obsidian A crystal Under my pillow And that always brings Negative emotions Up to the surface For you to acknowledge um, That's one of the properties um, Of the crystal so I've been having like really, really vivid dreams And, and all of this stuff So it, it was a lot It was it was a lot And so when I got to therapy um, on Thursday Big up my therapist, by the way I've only had like two sessions with her so far But she's got all of the makings All of the signs of a therapist that I'll get along with Like my two, the Uh, Therapists that I've had in the past Two black women have been fucking incredible Now people always think that you should go to therapy Because there's something wrong You should just go therapy because You should Like it, it just enhances your life as a whole But anyway, I'm going because I'm working as um, effectively as I can Through this grieving process And I was talking to her about the um, the idea of forgiveness And I mentioned this guy that said this shit about me online And feeling like I needed to forgive And she said something like so controversial to me She was just like, why do you need to forgive? And I was like, because I do, because I want to be this person I want to be like Oprah She was like, so what, you think Oprah forgives everybody? I was like, oh, I don't know She's like, exactly And it's like, oh, but you know We're brought up in a society where forgiveness is weaponized against women Most especially black women Like, oh, forgive, forgive, forgive And she's like, yes But you don't have to You don't want to forgive Don't forgive Don't forgive I'm saying to you, don't forgive right now Because you're clearly feeling a lot of anger About a number of things in the ways that people close to you And not close to you have violated your boundaries you are allowed to feel all of those things Feel as angry as you need to For as long as you need to Feel it I was like, oh, but anger keeps you in the past And she was like, no, no, no no. Rushing to forgive actually Is what's going to keep you in the past Because you're repressing the feelings And they're going to Like you're suppressing the feelings And they're going to have to come out at some point point. And you know what you're then going to have to do? You're going to have to go back to the past To work through it And then come forward So <laughs> Don't, don't, don't get fucked up We shouldn't say don't get fucked up But she was basically saying like Don't get fucked up By all of these things that people tell you Like oh forgiveness frees you And yeah, 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 yeah All of that stuff But get to that, get to that forgiveness stage When you get to it Don't rush yourself Feeling that you need to do it now Feel all of your feelings And I was just like wow Feel all of my feelings That's a lot And I was saying to her that I'm an intellectual motherfucker like i'm i can intellectualize something for you and you will fully believe that i felt that shit when actually i'm i operate on a very cerebral uh plane where i know the theory about a lot of things about a lot of emotions about a lot of trauma but i haven't actually allowed myself the space and the time to feel all of it to sit with it because that's the most uncomfortable thing ever and she was just like Try showing compassion to yourself Because if you showed compassion to yourself You wouldn't have to rush yourself through things That you're not ready for yet And I was like, compassion to myself Pah! But no I'm so good at being able to show compassion for other people's plight and empathizing with other people because you, as she said it's much easier to show compassion it's much easier to give people what you wish people would give you instead of giving yourself that thing because you're still waiting for actually for other people to give it to you when it's a very backwards way of operating so um case in point she read my life for filth and I stand. I stand for a great therapist I stand for a therapist That will challenge me And call me out on my bullshit and, and ask me Implore me Encourage me To do my healing And not play at my healing So That's been the zhuzh this week That's been what I've been up to Basically um, And You know, once you told me to think about the anger I realised that I'm angry about a lot of things I'm angry about friends who know, for instance About the miscarriage, for instance And they don't go, how are you? Before they start demanding things of me Come and do this I want to do this I want to do this Like, let's get this project going Or come and be on this And come and, like Maybe I don't want to do anything Which is actually the real reality of a lot of things I I don't want to do a lot of things Like it's a big effort for me to even come here today to record It's a big effort for me to get up and go to the gym But I've been doing all of it because I know that it's a process And I just need to keep showing up for myself And doing the things that I believe will help me grow And build the kind of... um, I don't know, the kind of foundation That I want for my own success So that's why I keep showing up But when you haven't checked how I am You want to tell me about All of the things happening in your life You don't know how I am And you're demanding things of me Fuck you With all due respect, fuck you So that's been happening a lot And I haven't liked it But whatevs And also I got um, invited to solo st- um, The Star Wars film That has Donald Glover in it when on Wednesday it was really really cool i um, i wasn't sure if i was going to go um because i had other plans but it was really really cool it was great to see faces and big up vamp uk black owned um company that actually works at getting you know influencers as they call it, black people press and whatever, getting them into these spaces. So we're also at these exclusive screenings. Um I appreciate it. Well done, ladies. Like you're doing big things. Big up yourselves. Um it was, it was really, really nice to be invited. So that's that. Moving on then to um the tarot for this week So also saying about the tarot I really appreciate all of you Who are courageous enough to say You know what I wasn't really rocking with the tarot At the beginning Because you know My upbringing makes me feel like It's not something I should really be indulging in And all of that stuff But you said something That have really hit home I, I appreciate you te- like speaking that truth it means a lot to me. So it just encourages me to continue because even if you didn't like it, I'm still going to continue because it's my truth and I'm living it and it's my motherfucking podcast. But no, I really appreciate that. It resonates with so many of you. So thank you for that. So the tarot for this week, the card I pulled from the Black Angels card deck, um, it was the seer. The seer. So the seer, we see um, a, a body, With just one eye I think it's the eye of Horus You know, the Egyptian eye thing We see that and the sun But the sun doesn't have all of its spokes Which I think is rather interesting So yeah, the seer, the person who sees So the description for the seer is Where is it? It says here You trust your divine wisdom On your waking path You're intuitive, um, psychic On your sleeping path You're obstructive, um, or you're obstructed and you're blind As a seer, uh, you are all-knowing Wisdom comes easily to you On the waking path, you have the gift to see clearly The past, the present and the future And beyond our physical world The wisdom you receive is a spiritual connection To ancestors and spirit beings You act as a bridge between the seen and the unseen worlds Your abilities may have come with you At birth or developed over time You can find yourself with blessings to share Or unwanted and unsettling information You feel obligated to inform people what you are seeing, but you are reluctant uh, to tell all Although your gift has been misunderstood, you remain sensitive to its presence On the waking path, you fully trust and use your intuition When you receive messages seemingly out of nowhere, you trust them and you use them for your life In this way of seeing, you tend to follow the path of your soul on the sleeping path, you might find yourself hiding your sixth sense or ability to divine life. You may fear being judged as strange. Um, this insecure feeling can lead to closing down, to you closing down your capacity for insight, which many have yet to fully develop. Closing down such sensitivity cuts away a huge part of who you are. You may begin to distrust your perception of what's going on around you. You can no longer access the divine wisdom you need to live for your life Denying your special gift is to become blind to it being a seer is an ancient indigenous way Of moving through the world In the modern world It is very difficult to trust That we cannot connect um, It's very difficult to trust That we can connect to realms beyond this world And yet such seeing is a way of understanding And creating our lives It's a way of walking in constant awareness Awareness needed for navigating our daily lives Continue to divine your life Reclaim your true spirit of seeing Knowing and truth This is where pure intelligence resides It is a genuine Intelligence that cannot be measured and there are no diplomas to signal your achievements at bringing forth wisdom If you do not trust or use your intuitive sense, which we all have, you have turned your back on the gift given to you at birth Your gift of sight can be instrumental in keeping you on your path of life The ridicule and misunderstanding that may come your way is based on the fear of the unknown Know that the world will catch up with you one day And again, acknowledge and honour seers For what they contribute to humanity When they catch up, let us hope You also will have begun to treasure your gift I think that's really, really important I hear too often people that I know Men, women, a lot of men as well Not realising that they have a gift To be able to see things before they happen You know, they... Tone it down or they they push it away from when they're young because it's just like oh this is Weird I don't I don't feel normal that's not cool and they don't want to acknowledge the fact that They've got a supreme supreme gift that will serve them so well in their life if they cultivate it People talk often of like oh rare 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 died and I saw it in my dream before that person died or like um I knew this person was ill Before they knew that they were ill Or I knew this person was expecting a baby Before they knew that they were expecting a baby Like you It's a natural thing that you have Like you have a connection to things That we should all have a connection to But it's not as strong as yours And yet you're not using it Because you feel like it will make you a weirdo Or people will see you as like mentally ill Um And all of these things Where you shouldn't run from the gift that you have, like within reason, I, I bring up mental um, illness, but I don't want to conflate it with it with actual, you know, um, legitimate mental illnesses and things like that. But what I'm saying is that, like, oftentimes, if you exhibit these gifts at a young age, older people will say to you, "Oh my God, don't don't talk nonsense and don't they they'll they'll force you to not use it because they're scared of it. They're scared of the unknown. They're scared of what it would mean. And especially when a lot of us have been brought up in Abrahamic religions where all other forms of spirituality are eschewed and they're demonized, they're vilified. We feel like, oh, I couldn't possibly go with it because you know it's not godly or whatever, whatever. When actually you're just divine, you're like you're you're denying your true divinity. I believe that we are all crema- created in the image of the most divine, and for that reason, we all carry divinity within us, and that's why people say Namaste because the God in me honors the God in you. Um, you, we are all divine beings we're not just here um to to talk about body count and die you know we're we're, we're here for, for on our own journeys that matter so for that reason you should cultivate the gifts that you know that you have especially a gift such as seeing that shit's important so the right awake cards that came out with it um that I pulled today were um The first one was the Eight of Cups The Eight of Cups I swear down This card keeps haunting me I know why it is as well For me personally The Eight of Cups speaks about disappointment And walking away from disappointment And so the most um, obvious thing for me When it's talking about disappointment Is um, the miscarriage That's what the card signifies to me Like there was something that you were looking forward to And then you'd been planning And then it just didn't go the way that you hoped it would Um, It's time to sit with that disappointment But also move on to other lands Other, other hopes and aspirations This one didn't work out just keep hoping. Hope, hope. Actually, is my favorite painting of all time. It's at the Tate Britain. I don't know if it's been taken down. It's a painting by G. H. Watts, and she's sitting on the globe. She's sitting on the, um, you know, a depiction of the world, and it just looks so dank. Like the blues in this picture, um, of the Eight of Cups, the world looks so dank and horrible, and um, she's got a lyre. I think it's a lyre in her hand, like a, you know, those kind of mini harps um she's got that in her hand and it's only got one string and she's also blindfolded um and she's sitting on top of this desolate world and she's um the the protagonist in the in the uh, image she's leaning her ear towards the only string that's on that harp to try and make the most beautiful music that she can and i remember seeing that picture um that painting Rather, that painting when I was in primary school And it became my favourite painting ever It's been like the um, the screensaver And the backdrop on my social media pages And the screensaver on my phone For many, many years Because that has always been the image That gave me hope All throughout a tempestuous And tumultuous t- uh, childhood That idea that No matter how bad things get in life I will always try to make The most beautiful music I can With what I have And this is what the Eight of Cups really kind of reminds me of The, the, the audacity of hope to just keep going um, Not in the keep going that people kind of enforce upon you Where they're like, oh, you've got to be strong Just forget about this and move on No, it's it's, it's holding on to that disappointment Recognising that disappointment and saying, you know what I can create something from this And I'm just going to find hope wherever I find it So the Eight of Cups is really saying that For, for this card in particular with the Seer I feel like it's saying like you've got to walk away from constructed ideals or ideologies about yourself based on the disappointments that you faced in the past of people not acknowledging this gift that you have or you rejecting yourself like every motherfucker in this life can reject you but the greatest rejection that will really fuck you up is you rejecting yourself and I know that firsthand and it's important to not reject yourself something hasn't worked okay Fine, it hasn't worked, but you move on to the next thing But for you especially, people haven't seen you and acknowledged you the way that they should You haven't seen acknowledged yourself It's time that you start, otherwise you won't really be able to use your gift Because the next card that comes with that is the sun The sun is one of my favourite cards because it's got a baby in it um, Riding on a white horse And there's red, and there's the same red that we see in the Eight of Cups And... Both of them have illumination We see the moon in one And then we see the sun in the other And um, what does this say? That sorrow endureth uh, for a night But joy comes in the morning I believe that this is what these two cards literally um, signify That you can have disappointments But there will be joy And there will be other opportunities that come After eventually So you have to remain hopeful and childlike For those things to come And especially when we're talking about the card The Seer card You have to find that childlike innocence You have to find that childlike innocence and wonder To look at the world in a new way Because we've gotten so used to seeing the world From this drab perspective Because the world does feel like bullshit at times So much shit's happening around the place But for you that can see Between this world and the other worlds if you don't maintain a childlike innocence in your soul, you won't ever really be able to use your gift. Um, it'll, you'll always be in battle with it for and for the rest of your life, and that will just fucking suck. So just keep that in mind. It's basically what I'm saying today. It's basically what I'm saying today. Just keep it in mind. Um. Moving on then to share your magnificence. Magnificence this week goes out to Dilemma. Dilemma is a spoken word artist who had a screening on uh, last week, Wednesday. I was meant to go and all of my plans just became Higgy Hagar. But I appreciate you, Dilemma, as a Black woman who's out there creating art, creating art unapologetically, creating beauty in this world and giving us all a chance to commune. Within this kind of environment of creativity Like keep doing what you're doing Um, She's got I'm going to uh, tell you what she's got coming up So she Where is my thing? So annoying Yeah, she's got um A collective that she created The Dilemma Collective That she does a number of things from Like poetry Um, And she's a jazz singer as well And she kind of mixes the two And it's so sublime I love seeing videos of her come up On the internet Like she's She's just wonderful So yeah, check out Dilemma Her at is um, At D-Y-L-E-M-A Underscore At Dilemma That's her thing on Twitter And she's just wonderful I just, I really like her vibe So I just wanted her to be my Share Your Magnificence Because I didn't get to go to the screening And that upset me So big up yourself, Dilemma I love everything that you're doing Keep up the good work And then my next shout out um, Shout out goes to Saudat Saudat sent me a letter let me just get it up So Sal that says Hi Collector I hope you're well My name is Sal um, I listen to your podcast And follow your Twitter and your Insta And I really appreciate you sharing your views And bits on your life and the rest for, uh, With the rest of us um, I hope I've contacted you on the right platform I would have tweeted But I'm taking a Twitter break Too much time wastage um, I just realised that I missed one of your podcasts um, one of your podcast episodes, America, When Will You Marry? And you mention a book that you're reading and that you love to read. I was just wondering if you would consider sharing some more, some more of the books that you read or have read on your podcast. I'm trying to get back into reading. I completely stopped reading the, min- uh, the minute I started uni and I haven't got back into it since. Why does this happen? Anyway, I'm writing a books to read list and hopefully this will motivate me to make time for books hope you're having a blessed day and i hope you hear um, and i hope to hear from you soon whether it's on here or via podcast again thank you so much for making my monday mornings so entertaining much much love baby girl i'm surprised that i managed to make it with the whole accent the whole way through big up myself and big up sal sal big up yourself two slaps on your chest dilemma two slaps on your chest Yeah. Um, It's a wonderful thing that you say, Sal. I really should. I should um, promote books that I read more because I'm always referencing them, even if I misquote them. I love misquoting a book. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's all of the information that's in my head. So let me recommend a book. I've got two books with me today um, for women who are trying to kind of figure themselves out is the best way to put it. I don't want to talk about feminism because people will just start like getting their pussies all in a twist and twisting up their clitoris because I don't see myself as a feminist. I just Okay. All right. All right, sis. All right, sis. All right. You're not a feminist. It's cool. Calm down. Calm down. So um to Be Real by Rebecca Walker Rebecca Walker is Alice Walker's daughter That is not what her, where her excellence lies Her excellence lies in the fact that she writes great things And so To Be Real um, is um, an anthology of um, feminist writings from different women um, And it's really it's really great um, It's one of the first books that I read when I was really trying to figure out what, what, Where the fuck I fit in in the whole feminist praxis and there's a particular um, bit in it Where a woman talks about I don't want to say a woman Because that's very fucking rude um, Issa Davis She talks about feminist hip-hop maintenance And so people always ask me Like what's a Benz Ponani womanist Actually was reading this essay That helped me to cultivate What a Ben's Punani womanist is In that like I like music that I guess, not even guess, I know it's sexist I know it's misogynistic I know that it's homophobic I know it's just so trash, the lyrics Yet here I am, still twerking and really quinting it up two times Like, I'm trash, I'm aware You know, I'm, I'm, I'm problematic, I'm aware But that doesn't stop me for wanting equality And wanting the good for all genders um, So it's something that I'm working through um, and so she has a brilliant essay In To Be Real Where she speaks about How she she kind of navigates Loving hip-hop With all its misogynist li- uh, lyrics And being a feminist There's also another essay in it um, I can't remember who is but Oh, I've just passed it Brideland I've passed it again By Naomi Wolf um, Where she talks about The The conflict of getting married And being a feminist Like she covers it in there as well um, So That's Rebecca Walker to be real If you guys want to check it out It's well worth buying And because they're all mini essays It's not like one long narrative So you just read them as separate, separate things So it's perfect But if we're talking about a book That changed my motherfucking life If we're talking about a book That really upped my Viva That really spiced up my life No Spice Girl um, Then that means we're talking about Communion The Female Search for Love By Bell Hooks I'm just showing it to you on camera um, Communion, the female search for love This is one of the most important books to me Like I know that people have said that Bell Hooks has been moving mad In pre, um, in recent years Because of like her critique of Beyonce Her friendship with Emma Watson And all of them things there But me personally Like Bell Hooks for, With this book And there's um, uh, We Real Cool um, about black men and masculinity I recommend that to every black man Whether you live in America or you don't I recommend that book to everybody It's worth reading um, But this book is, is everything to me So um, in the extended version of the podcast I'll go into many aspects of the book Like there's like my favourite bits But This is one bit that I think that would resonate with a lot of people because over, over like the weekend in the past few days, I've been seeing people talking about, oh, you can't be pro black and be in, in, be in an interracial relationship. First of all, bitch, I don't really consider myself pro black. I consider myself to be a black person that's telling other people not to fuck with me and not to fuck with my, my, my immediate and my global environment. That's how I see myself. But if you think that me being with a white person, um, Negates all of the work that I know that I've done in my community Then it's your mom that you need to suck Like you literally need to go and find a straw And suck your mother in her entirety Because nothing you say will negate the work that I know that I've been doing You did not have horse manure sent to you To to your studio or to, to your place of work Because of the things that you're doing I had that sent to me because of my beliefs And the fact that I speak out on it Everyone's so quick to be like pro black pro black pro black because you're with a black person, so what if the black person is conking your head every day, oh my God, you're still pro black because you're being you're you're with a black person all of it's mad like i as I feel like the same way with feminism like you heterosexual women are the weakest links in feminism because they don't i guess examine enough the ways that they still um Support patriarchy Or um, white supremacist patriarchy Or just patriarchy They don't consider how they uh, Like support toxic patriarchy Within their intimate relationships So I might then just be The weakest weakest link When it comes to all of this Pro-black stuff But if I don't consider myself Pro-black That's you guys' business Same way when people Talk about me Online and articles and stuff And they're like Anti-racist campaigner I'm not an anti-racist campaigner I'm just a baby girl I'm not pro-black I'm just a baby girl This is why I coined This particular um, Like reference term For myself I know many people use baby girl But when I'm talking about myself Um, As an individual, I call myself a Benz Panani womanist And I call myself a baby girl Because those are the things that I am And I can dictate what the terms of being those things are All the other things you man can keep it I don't need it because you're obviously wild And you're always looking for ways to create these kind of elitist narratives Because you want something to control The fact of the matter is I'm a whole ass human being Who's had a whole ass entire life with different partners and different things I'm at this stage in my life With this particular partner And I'm doing all of this work And if you think that That means that I'm not part of one in, Like in crowd One little club One little sect Because of that Then that's your motherfucking problem And like I said Find the biggest straw That you can find In fact Find a motherfucking Massive tube Find a tube and stick it inside your mum's vagina And suck her fucking dry Yeah, that's how I see the whole thing With, with all due respect Sorry, oops With all due respect <laughs> Anyway, that's what I was going on with this Um, Because she talks about How difficult it must be for heterosexual feminists To navigate um, heterosexual relationships So in chapter 14 of Communion The Female Search for Love Bell Hooks says Um, Deep abiding friendships are the place where many women know lasting love Women who are steadfastly heterosexual May live a lifetime without feeling true love between themselves and a heterosexual partner The greatest tragedy of marriage within patriarchal, uh, patriarchal culture Is not that so many couples divorce But that an even greater number of couples stay together Without feeling that they love one another Over and over again As I talk with aging women who love um, who love about relationships I hear us testify That the loneliness that may come with f- uh, Full self-love and self-actualization Is far preferable to the loneliness Of being in a relationship Where love is not present So that's one aspect of it That I think is really, really interesting And then she says something else about man-hating Which I thought was very interesting um, I can't find it now I probably have to bring it up in the extended version um, In search for men who love um, I see. Yeah, here we go This is this is a juicy one So this is chapter 11 um, in the book It says, um, the search for men who love Looking for love and looking for a man are two different agendas Most women without male partners are looking for a man And guess what? Men are easy to find Finding a man is not the same as finding love To find love with a male partner Women have to be clear that that is our desire The feminist movement exposed the harsh truth of woman hating More than at any time in the history of this nation The word misogynist became commonplace it was the shortcut way to describe a sexist, patriarchal, woman-hating man But the other reality that feminism exposed Which was more uncomfortable for women to talk about Was female hatred of men Years ago, in the heyday of the contemporary feminist movement I, I remember lesbian women joking all the time About how wrong the world was in casting them in the role of man-haters Because everyone knew that if you gathered a bunch of women together in a room And started talking about men The most vicious man-hating sentiments would be expressed by women Who were with men and who were planning to stay with men for the rest of their lives I was just like, wow then she says, hearing these comments again and again, knowing firsthand the truth in these words, I searched my soul to see what my honest feelings about men were. I determined that if I looked inside and saw that I really held men in contempt, I would cease considering them as potential partners and lovers. Um. And that's really, really interesting. And it's very real for me. You know, how do you exist in a relationship with a man knowing all of the detrimental things that men as a construct in this society or patriarchy as a construct in this society, how it affects women knowing those things and finding that generally men are very capable of supporting equality, as it were, Outside of the home In public But inside the home Whether they still Especially when it comes to To sex and things like that Whether they're still having That same understanding Of equality and consent And all of these things um, When you enter into that arena And a lot of feminists speak About the fact that They don't feel like men do And and they're ashamed Of almost speaking out about it Because obviously people Are going to look at them sideways And be like So sis What are you doing about that? Like how are you reconciling that? So it's a lot. So if you're if you if you're talking about a book that does bits, this this is my feminist bible really. Communion the female search for love is my feminist bible because it was where I was first introduced to um, the idea of romantic friendships, how you should invest as much Time in building the intimacy And the romance in your friendships Not just your like intimate, immediate uh, I don't know, monogamous relationships With your partner But on the f- building strong, robust Loving relationships with your friends as well and Dedicating time to them as well Because those are the things That really make you a whole Self-actualized human being so those are my book suggestions So thank you Sal for asking I hope that helps And I'll suggest some other books As we go along And as I read them So um M, I don't know if she wants me to say her name. M sent me a message as well. Um, so she's also my share, your magnificence. She says, Hi, Kalechi. Hope my email meets you well. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to write you a few lines to really wish you a steady recovery and healing on a physical, spiritual, and emotional level. I hope you have all the support you need and know that I am here, as strange as that can sound, coming from a stranger. If you ever need a extra, if you ever need an extra pair of ears and heart to talk to. I can't even imagine what you're going through right now, but I'm glad to see that you, that your partner and loved ones are there to support you. I also just wanted to celebrate you and thank you for the impact you had on my life. A little about myself. I am an Eritrean second generation Italian national who has been living in London for the past 12 years. I'm currently on my third year of PhD writing my thesis on my own Eritrean communities here in London and Milan. And I always feel very privileged about the opportunity of even pursuing a PhD as the child of immigrant parents. I'm blessed with supportive parents, family and friends who have always encouraged me to push further and to do what I love, learning. Now, of course, all of this Also entails a lot of sacrifices But I stay motivated by the importance of the stories told through my research The untold stories of migrants escaping war, poverty And reaching countries that to various degrees Treat them as second-class citizens For the past couple of years I had to work two part-time jobs To sustain myself Whilst working on my PhD One of them being teaching In my own university It has been tough I must admit Juggling all of this And also trying to make some time For loved ones Time for myself And you know Attempt to have a social life A couple of weeks ago I was in the midst of moving house Starting a new part-time job Whilst having undergrad essays to mark And a chapter to send to my supervisor I'm not going to lie At some point I cried quite a bit Thinking all of this was just so hard Like, why did I have to, why did it have to be so hard? I did not feel good about myself because I didn't feel like I was being as productive with my writing as I should have been. Then you came to mind and I thought to myself, how does she do it? How does Kelechi manage to always be on top of her game? But then I had to to reflect and realise that obviously, even for you, doing all the things that you do took a lot of work, sacrifices, determination, strength and focus. Basically, you work your ass off and you make it happen by any means necessary. And once i realized realized that or more acknowledged it to myself, well, I felt less alone in this struggle. Thinking that more people like you and myself and even some of the amazing individuals you talk about in your podcast, we are all walking in our purpose and do what needs to be done to make our own contribution to our communities and to the world. In that sense of collective and shared struggle, I felt motivated again to keep pushing and not to be so hard on myself. This is all uh, I wanted to say I see you Kalechi, and you're an inspiration to many apologies for the essay but I just wanted you to know how your drive and work ethic is being noticed and appreciated sending you lots of love and light M. thank you so much like that made me emotional but thank you for that honestly M. thank you and I and I pray that all of this eases up Because it's fucking hard All of the things that you're doing Like kudos to you For all of the things That you are juggling And you're managing to do I I really like that you cried I really like that you cried a bit Because you know for me That's one of the hardest things When I'm so stressed out About everything And for, for the life of me I cannot create the time I need The safe space I need in my room or whatever to just cry Because crying I find is cathartic It helps me to just get things out So I can refocus and get on with the things that I need to get on with And when I don't get to cry I feel like a lot of things just build up And M like honestly sis like yo It's hard Like for me, this week even has been hard And I think that all we can do is be honest about it Instagram and all of these places like to serve you a reality That everything's perfect and everything's well manicured Even the influencers that you're seeing That are putting up these dope images I speak to a lot of them personally And we're all out here struggling None of us know what the fuck we're doing We're just taking everything as it comes Each stage as it comes And... You know, I think it was James Baldwin that says, you think that your heartache is the worst... That you know The worst thing to have ever been felt Then you read And then you realise that You know In the grand scheme of things The other things that are happening In the world are like wild That's not in any way To negate or to To um, trivialise What we're going through But it's the fact that More so to say That there are other people That feel the things that we feel And like you said It's a collective struggle It's not easy out here No matter how Dope and how Bossy anyone looks like They've got all of this shit on lock We are all trying to figure This shit out And some days I promise you I just want to give up I don't want to go gym I don't want to go to the studio I'm not thankful I don't give a shit I don't want to do anything Because I am just so fucking exhausted And it just never seems to stop And at the same time I'm just like When will I be great? When is like Ryan Coogler going to see me And be like You need to be in Black Panther 2 When is Oprah going to see me And be like Rah, A baby girl My girl Come true My G When is all of this going to happen? But then I have to remind myself that Everything happens as it should And as long as I am living And I, I'm living my life to, the, to my fullest purpose That I'm aware of And always listening to the tugging of my heart And my soul wherever I need to go And always f- enriching and nourishing And growing within my spirit person as I am my Then, you know, it is what it is I'll get there eventually so just sending you all of the love Sending you love M. Sending you love Sal Sending you love Dilemma Sending everyone out love Like you're, you, most of you listen to this on a Monday And for a lot of people Monday can be the hardest day And you're having all of these thoughts Whirling around your head Like everything's so fucking hard But just remember that you're still here And as, as long as You are able to still draw a breath into those lungs of yours You are a motherfucking G And you will get through whatever the fuck it is that's happening No motherfucker can hold you down Nobody can hold you down You've got this You will rise, yeah? Like the best bread Like the best Jamaican patties You will motherfucking rise, okay? Thank you Thank you for your time Thanks for coming to my TED Talk (laughs) No, thank you very much All right, moving on to So You Mad So You Mad is nice and Cute. Tim Westwood, fuck off. Fuck off, Tim Westwood. Fuck off. Why? So I'm going to Afro Republic tomorrow, which is Saturday. By the time you listen to this, this would obviously have happened at the weekend. So Afro Republic's happening. I'm really looking forward to it. Kid's going to be there. Tiwa Savage, Techno. I cannot wait to hear Techno Live. Not Techno, as in, it's, 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 but I mean like Techno the artist. Number one in Africa. Number one in Africa. Hey, Techno Yeah So I want to hear Techno Um, I want to hear Wizkid, obviously And then Mr. Easy Tewa Savage is on very, very early I don't know if I'm going to be there that early Because I need to go and get my headshots done Need new hair sh- um, headshots since I've cut my hair Um, But I'm definitely going to arrive in time for Techno So I'm looking forward to this event I don't think I'll get there in time to see Malik Berry Even though I wanted to see him But it is what it is It is what it is But um Of all, there are so many Afrobeats DJs. There are so many Afrobeats DJs. Really, really fantastic ones. Of, may I stress, Black, um, you know, Afro-Caribbean Or uh, African or Caribbean heritage They are around Why is it that we're getting the This this, this crusty-ass white man This crusty-ass pensioner That needs to go and sit the fuck down Why is Tim Westwood the one That's been chosen as the event DJ? Why? I feel like he fetishizes Black culture so much He speaks in that black scent That I don't fucking understand He's still wearing baggy trousers When every man has moved on from this Like my guy's still wearing boot cuts Wagwan Like overdoing it every roll safe analogy that you can think of this is what this guy is he's a walking roll safe documentary that's that's what he is like I why is he still here like he my first boyfriend no my second boyfriend actually my second boyfriend his mum went to school with Tim Westwood like she showed me their school photo and Tim Westwood was there and I She's a big, big woman Like, she's a big, big woman And Tim Westwood is still out in these streets Doing all these uni tours Trying to pick up 18-year-old girls I don't understand Like, Agwaya, it is enough Otito, go, go and sit down Lo soon lo joko, everything Uh-uh, are you not tired? Are you not tired? Uh-uh Your age mates Your age mates are playing golf in Lisbon Or playing golf, you know, in Vegas You, you want to chuck your head And and remain in this culture That is fast leaving you behind And, you know, the people who are organising this Afro uh, Afro Republic event Why didn't you guys go, you know what? We think it might actually be inappropriate to have Tim Westwood You know what? I would even take, I don't know, DJ NepTizzle Because he was the one to, like, get enraged and speak out about it first I'll take him He's not, um, from what I know, African, um, of African or Caribbean heritage But he knows his Afro beats back to front, inside out So... If you're really saying you don't want someone of the of the diaspora, um of the African diaspora, at least take at least take him. No, we all went all the way to D.O. Uh, Tim Westwood. Why? Why? Is does he not have like, I don't know, appointments to be going to? Does he not have prostate examinations that he needs to be going to? Like, why? Why him? Who is he? Where did you find him? God, it's just really aggravating that you can have an event that's focused on blackness and Africanness, and you'll still find a way to involve white people, specifically white men. But you know what? You know what? It wouldn't be Africa if we didn't have a white man colonizing. So it is what it is. But I prefer if it wasn't that way. Is all I'm saying. Talking about concerts and talking about white people doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Let's move swiftly on to Kendrick Lamar. Wow, that segue was bad. Oprah, holler at me. See, seamless. Anyway. Kendrick Lamar had a concert um and obviously being a hip hop artist he says nigga 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 nigger, a lot fine okay cool he invited a white girl on stage white girl just plain looking thing middle you know midwest i said midwest i think it's like in the midwest region that he was in but I, I could be wrong anyway he invites this white girl on stage to to sing along to mad city so if you haven't listened to the album You should listen to the album But Mad City is, the, is one of my favourite songs on the album Entitled the same thing um, So he basically says Man down, where you from my nigga? Like that's the beginning of the, the, you know the, the chorus or whatever So he invites this white girl on stage She jumps on stage and she starts reciting the lyrics of course you know that my girl did not mute out the n word she did not mute it out she would she shouted this she shouted all of those niggas with her entire esophagus she her entire trachea she used to shout like that nigga like she she really the all of the rest of the song, she was kind of going, going, going. But when he got to that bit, she was like, "Where are you from, my nigga? Like she, she, she really put all of her faith, all of if she's ever had any seasoning in her life, she, she, she summoned all of that seasoning and did like a hadouken into that 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 word nigger. It was actually very fascinating to to watch. Um. And it's the way that when she got on stage, she was really performing What I guess she thought blackness was And she was like, I got you, bruh I got you, bruh I got this And I was thinking, but do you Sally Mae, do you speak? Sally Mae like the name of their Inland Revenue But you know, like, honestly Like, Jacintha, do you speak in front of your parents like that? Is that, do you, you don't You don't, but you're now doing it because you're in front of Kendrick So anyway, she's shouting nigga, nigga, nigga in the song, Kendrick's like, whoa, 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 stop the music, stop the music, stop the music. They stopped the music and he was just like, you forgot to switch up one word. This little bitch goes, oh my God, oh my God, did I say it? Did I say it? I didn't even realize, did I say it? Bitch, you bitch, you know, you know you said it. Like that was your favorite bit. Like that, honestly, I feel like a lot of white people, they listen to hip hop so they can say nigger. Like that, that is what if if they're listening to a hip hop tune that doesn't have nigger in it, that they're disappointed. That like, that is the that is the pierce de resistance. That's the, the, the bit the bit that they're looking forward to. So she's like, oh my god, did I say it? Oh, I didn't realise. Oh my I must have forgot. I must have forgot. You didn't forget. You didn't forget You said it with all of your chest All of your chest I saw you enjoy every From the N to the A I saw you enjoy all of it All of the vowels All of the consonants You enjoyed every single bit Every single bit But you see If you could put that kind of energy Into, I don't know Shouting Black Lives Matter I would really enjoy you being alive But the thing is You girls don't you boys don't you. All you want to do is consume the culture But when it comes to supporting the lives the, the very lives of the people who create the culture That you can hyper-consume Not even just consume That you hyper-consume You're silent and You're fine with us dying but you're But you still want your things You still want your things to enjoy So he said, yeah, you need to not say that word And so she goes again and they start the song again And she does it again But you should have seen How awkward it was for her Like you could Like urgh, urgh. Like she was trying so hard Not to say the urgh. Like she, oh, It was so much effort for her To not say that word She wasn't enjoying it anymore Case in point She wasn't enjoying the word Of the, the song anymore When she couldn't say All of the nigga nigga nigga. And People are you know up in arms about this People are like oh um, You know Kendrick rare 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 Why did he do that but for me I feel like Kendrick did something very very important I even went as far as to believe that Maybe it was like a performance art Maybe that was an actress that he got on stage Just to prove a point to his White white audience that I Don't want you saying this word like this word is Not for you I'm very happy for you to Listen to my music buy my music But just know that some things are not For you to say and they'll be like So like what am I supposed to do Like am I just not supposed to say the word Like so I'm just meant to like sing the song And just like go bleep Or like what Do what you do When black women are not paid equally as you are Do what you do When um, a disproportionate number of black people Are killed in police custody Stay silent because you do that so well for everything else that matters Why don't you just do it for whenever you hear nigger in a song Do that That would be so useful Because if you're going to operate on this theme of silence This carnival of silence Just execute that all the way round Like it would be really welcome We would really, really appreciate it It would be wonderful So Yeah, I I feel like that's what Kendrick did I think that what Kendrick did was rather subversive Some would say no, rather it wasn't subversive It was very overt in that he brought her on stage The the typical kind of girl that you would expect That would listen to hip-hop White girl that would listen to hip-hop That probably wants to date a black guy All of that stuff He brought her on stage and he was just like Yeah, go on, sing the song Because I guess he knew she was going to do it And if she surprised him and didn't do it Then he'll be like, see, it's possible for you to sing the song without using the N-word It's actually possible, why don't you do that? So, big up Kendrick I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed that I thoroughly enjoyed her embarrassment I thoroughly enjoyed her discomfort And I feel like it was a, a supreme teachable moment To every white person that was in that audience That this is not for you it's, it will never be for you No matter how much you try to hypothesize and theorize It's not for you You can't talk your way out of it It is what it is Soz Soz, babe So moving on then to um, So, um, sh- well, straw of the week, suck your mum My straw, straw of the week goes to um, Richard Akindele um, Akindele Why did I say it like that? Ah, I said it I said it like an in- English person Richard Akindele Oh my god Yuck <coughs> Richard Akindele ak- ak- Yes Akindele Yeah, yeah Whatever um, He's an accounting professor At Obafemi Awolawo um, University in Nigeria um, So basically Richard is a professor That um, he gave a low grade to one of his students And he said that he was only going to change the grade If she slept with him So Monica Osagi is the student That got a low uh, low marks on her course for her master's degree And she says that the professor gave her two options To sleep with him or fail the class Faced with the stark choice Osagi says that she knew No one would believe her word against the lecturers so She recorded one of their conversations Using a cell phone app The audio recording was leaked online And went viral on social media Osagi says that she did not leak it But had submitted it to the university authorities Before it surfaced online The students' allegations coming amid the conversations About the global Me Too movement Have now sparked a nationwide conversation In Nigeria about predatory sexual behaviour On campuses And bolstered um, the nation That sexual harassment is a problem That women in the world um, the world over face almost every day And I think that that's important To to hide, like, highlight that Me too movement, me too movement But we're not talking about all the other voices That Get drowned out Because the dominant voices In the West are talking And so I'm, I'm not glad That this happened to this uh, woman But I'm glad that she spoke up about it And that she leaked the, the recording So in the recording You can hear a man saying that If the student didn't agree To have sex with him five times He wouldn't improve her grades um, He says to her Is it not five that we agreed? And I can imagine him saying that Aggressively as well Is it not, f- is it not five? Is it not five that we agreed? Or we have agreed. Um, our agreement, how our agreement is five. That's what the man says on tape. And she says to him, Osagi says to him, Monica says to him, Is it B that you want to give me or A? Why would it be five times you will knack me? Professor, you know what? Let me fail it. I, can, I can't do it five times. I am just so disgusted. Why do you need to sleep with me five times to grade me, first of all? Like, Sleeping with me Telling me Forcing me to sleep with you So you can improve my grades Is already a madness You're already moving mad On the, on the highest level But now telling me that I must sleep with you five times You know what motherfucker Why not make it six or ten Because it's, it's, we're, we're going all out Five times Why do you need to see my pussy five times? I, uh-uh. it's, and you know what? It's that greediness that was his undoing if we, if we, Because we, we hear of so many women So many women in Nigeria Who have had to pass their um, Get their qualifications Having to sleep with the men and, and they will intentionally mark Give you a low mark Knowing that's not what you deserve So they can sleep with you But most times these guys agree to one time You wanted five Look at your long throat is you That long trot The long trots that you were doing Is what now put you in this wahala And I'm glad that the university are dealing with him I mean, I'm very annoyed that they In the first instance They are investigating her And the fact that she put it online But where else should she have put it? Where else was she going to get an audience To understand what what the, the situation that she was being put in my guy said to her, you've got two options But you know what? Not all superheroes wear capes Because she said, my guy, I've got more than two options I've got a third one Just like Harvey Specter would say When someone's got a gun to your head, what do you do? Well, blah, 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 you've got 145 other things that you can do Because I'm Harvey Specter <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> so she was just like, no, I've got other options Don't try me, bitch And she recorded him and... Put him on blast And that is what These men deserve Obviously Within the parameters Parameters of your Personal safety Like don't go and do that To man Who can just send people To come and like Deal with you But you know I'm glad that she did that because a lot of other women need to understand that Your silence will not protect you Your silence will not protect you And even if it feels like speaking out isn't protecting you either At least the conversation is out there and it's been started And I feel for Monica Osagi because you know what people are doing? Nonsense men are bumping into her at the bank or wherever they see her in public And they're like, oh, you're the one that was harassing the professor over changing your grade And I thought, how did you manage to do the mental gymnastics To make her the perpetrator or the transgressor? How have you failed to understand what is going on here? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, why do you struggle in such a way? I don't get it I honestly do not get it But big up yourself Monica Like I would have wanted You're also my share Your magnificence this week Because you're a baby girl A true baby girl Knows that no motherfucker Can hold her down In this world In this galaxy In this motherfucking universe That nobody will dictate her life to her Or her integrity to her And if she wants to dish out Her pom-pom She dishes out her pom-pom On her own terms Not for grades Yeah, not for grades She'll do what she pleases When she pleases But it won't be transactional To please one useless One useless man With a long throat So that's really it So Richard Akindele um, I did it again I hate living in Britain Richard Akindele I need you to take a straw Find your mum Wherever she is Whether she's in Lagos Or whether she's In one of the rural areas Just go and locate your mum At your earliest convenience Instead of using your straw To sip palm wine Or even to sip malt, I need you to use it To suck your mum And suck your mum five times Specifically five times Because you wanted to shag This woman five times All in the name of Changing her grade So suck your mum Five times over That's what you need to do You disgusting Horrendous Useless Useless Goat of a man Prick Anyway That's it for this week um, In the extended um, podcast I will be speaking to you About um First dates that I didn't actually want to Watch but because someone didn't listen to my Rules about um, telling me about information That they wanted me to see by sending it To SYM at 4com They just implored me to go and watch it On all four and I went to go and watch it And it just ended up pissing me off but we're going to Speak about um, one of the uh, Girls that was on first dates um, She called herself a twerking specialist Fetishizes black culture Says that Kim K's body is the ideal Body and all of this bullshit and there Was the man that she was paired with a black man of So she's a prick So I'm just going to vent about that in the extended content that can be found on patreon.com forward slash Kelechi by um, supporting and being a patron. Big up all of my patrons that, ha- that do support the show. I really, really appreciate you. I'm um, going to announce the live show soon. And if you're in London, you obviously have first dibs on buying tickets and I'll let you know. Um, and also in the extended, I'll be talking about a tweet. Uh, let me just get it up. A tweet where a guy said, My dear brothers that are so pressed about body counts Um, Would you date a girl With the exact same Body count as yours And obviously They all went wild They all went mad So um, Yeah I'll be speaking About those things In the extended version And we're going to do An extra card For the tarot As well So um, Yeah thank you so much For listening To the podcast Or watching My name's Kelechi Yokofor, And this has been SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as What what That's right Suck your mum You can follow me On at Kelechi or at Say Your Mind Pod. And if you want to join us on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. If you want to send me emails um, of anything you want me to look at, do not DM me, do not tweet at me. Send it to sym at dot Remember, everyone. Stay seeing Use your gifts If you can see Really make sure that you see Walk away from the ways That you've been disappointed in the past And remember that the sun will always come out The sun will always come out for you So that's pretty much it Keep everything lubricated and peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman, This baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, yeah, we all go here. hard time's calling for your long shorts. You might learn something, you never know. Oh. let you find, and she's one of kind. Don't say your mind, say you're mine.